Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Open your hats. Loosen your butts. It's, it's time, time for, for couples, couples therapy. therapy. We're already out of sync. We're a terrible couple. Yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's everyone and welcome to couples therapy my name is andy and i'm naomi we are a real life couple a real life couple of comedians and on couples therapy in, in quarantine, quarantine we answer a couple advice questions from a couple different listeners and today we're sitting with a couple of our favorite comedians yes we thought okay this is uh thanksgiving week and uh i think probably everyone's uh pretty bummed you know, if you are, uh, if you're safe and you are uh, not uh, going, you're not traveling. If you, you know, don't live with your family, this is going to be a little lackluster Thanksgiving. Yes. It's going to be a little, it's going to be quiet. It's going to be petite, you know? And so we said, what is a little fun yeah. we could do? Why don't we talk, fun. you know, we get a lot of quarantine questions. Yeah, QQs. <laughs> and we thought, why don't we answer uh, as many quarantine questions as we can with Two of our favorite people, Naomi. Who are those people? Well, these are people who know about answering questions, okay? We are bringing you Rana Glickman and Brian Safi, okay? <laughs> From the Ask Rana, Rana and Brian, okay? Every friggin' week and on their page, they are answering relationship questions. They are answering shopping questions. They are answering <laughs> all sorts of queries. And we were like, okay, if we were to get into it about Quar, 
Why not talk to two of the best? Why not talk to people who know what they are doing? And my God, didn't we have a good time? It, uh, I mean, look, they're, <laughs> they're a joy to talk to. Also, on, on mic, off mic. Ask Ron and Brian is literally one of the four podcasts I listen to. I adore them. They crack me up. They're so fun. And like Rhonda knows everything. So like honestly, if you True. ask her a question, it's like ask her a question and then move out the way. Because she's gonna get she's gonna get you live. She's gonna get you live. So you guys, if you have not already tried Ask Rhonda and Brian, you should do it. Yeah. Quite frankly, it comes out today, every Tuesday, just like us. So well, we were on well, how many months ago were we on? But we became, the summer. we became big fans after we were yeah, on. Yeah, like after being on, I was like, well, wait a minute, I've got to listen to this. Um so every Tuesday, it's like just add it to your Tuesday downloads, you guys, because it will Make you smile. It'll make you smile. Give It'll you make you something. smile for a while. Two of the whitest people I trust. <laughs> That's what I say. Ron and Brian. Who's the, the whitest person you trust the most? You. Me. Okay. Yeah. So me, number one. Yeah. <laughs> then Ron and Brian. Exactly. Okay, great. Exactly. Great. By the way, folks, I got to tell you, if you ain't watching our Twitch show, Woo! you are missing out on an hour of fun. Look, we're living in uh, what I call a maelstrom of anxiety at the moment. <laughs> I uh, I posted this on, on Twitter, a picture of uh, Gritty. And I go, hey, it's the mascot for my teeth at night. <laughs> uh, I've been waking up, Naomi. I got to tell you this. Uh, I mean, you know this, but listeners, uh, for, for your benefit, uh, uh, teeth and pain. <laughs> at night, just grinding them away. Grind, Honey, I hear you. My molars are nubs. My molars <laughs> are nubs. I'm like, why does my jaw hurt? And we all need a little relief. And uh, every, every week, 2 p.m. PST on Wednesdays, we try to give you that relief. It's free. You can access it from any browser. All you have to do is go to twitch.tv slash couples therapy pod and, uh, and watch. Join in. Join in the couples therapy quarantine crew. We're having fun. We're getting into it. Andy's doing bits. I'm ranting about what I hate. Basically, we're doing our favorite things. Mm-hmm. We're doing our favorite things. So come visit us, friends. Yes, bits and resentment. Bits and resentment. <laughs> That's us in a nutshell. Should we rename the podcast Bits and Resentment? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, I, I think. Why, I mean, why on. prolong it? Exactly. Without further adieu. 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 Without further adieu, we bid you adieu. <laughs> Roll it. <laughs> oh my God! It's all happening. Oh, it already started. The, the joy, the fun has already started. We That's a real Rorschach on. test. You learn everything about your guests by the way that they do the task. Yes. That is what yes. I say. That is literally yeah. what I say. <laughs> it's That's why we use it don't, to start. Don't tell me you know. we're on the same wavelength again, Andy, because I'm not going to believe it. <laughs> Our hearts are on the same. Our hearts well, are resonating. What did this one say about us? What did this one say about us? Rana and or Andy. You're high energy. Mm-hmm. They're about business, and they're really trying to make it work. They, they're trying to make it work, but there's a little bit of a disconnect. Okay? Well, they I want it the, to work. I think the disconnect, for my, for my part anyway, comes out of respect. It's about wanting the other person to succeed, so not wanting to yes. step and wanting to be in rhythm with them. And then sometimes you're off rhythm because you're trying to be in rhythm. Does that and make sense? During yes. the dual dialogue, I was trying to get on your page. <laughs> and I was trying to get on yours, and we ended up on no page at all. Two losers. Welcome to life. <laughs> well, it's interesting, though, because I do feel like, you know, as Two an avid losers. listener, as an avid listener of Ask Ron and Brian, I do notice, I mean, obviously, honey, we're, I mean, 
we're we're here for Rana's razzle dazzle. Hell yeah! But I do notice that Brian, you as a co-host, you very much are on Rana's page. Like I can tell there are moments oh. where Rana will say something, and you'll be like, "Yes." And you don't even know what's happening. She full blown says. <laughs> <laughs> you just agree. You just agree and like wait well, to get it. That's just called texting during the record. That's not anything else. <laughs> I will do. That's I will. Rana will say something, and my automatic response is always, "That's true." And then I right. think about it. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, "Wait, yeah, no, or yeah, I don't know." And then like later, you're right. I'll get. I'll have an, an actual opinion on it. Well, <laughs> not very- the alpha. I'm very lucky that he agrees with me, at least for the sake of company. Right. And then even he always agrees, even if he disagrees the minute afterwards. <laughs> but I slammed every, down my laptop. We, it looks good for company. Looks yeah. good for company. So, oh, my, Rana is like the Keith Ranieri, and Brian <laughs> is we've the, discussed uh, this girl he's from the, Smallville. He's the he's the no he's the Nancy Salzman, no question. Oh, oh right. Nancy! He's I know pushing, two people. He's in pushing Nixium. the system. He's pushing. You do, <laughs> Wait a minute! You know two people in Nixium who? No, no, I meant lit- I could name two people. <laughs> it was, he didn't watch. He it didn't was, watch. It was the woman from Smallville and Allison Keith Rennie. Yeah, I have and to be then- honest with you. I'd rather be Allison than Nancy, but I am a Nancy. Well, you definitely. <laughs> You're Nancy in the sense that we're running the cult together. Yes, but you're definitely Allison in terms of out there, out in front. Show me and- front yeah, facing. And front what facing. was the singing group called? Uh, almost human. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they had a singing group. I will tell you this. I got only to episode what? five. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I didn't watch got, any of this. That's I heard it was like the most boring cult in the world. Well, but I like, took responsibility for Naomi watching because she was like, should I get into it? I was like, you must. And then it immediately <laughs> got awful. But hold was, on. Hold on. It was the one of those group? kind of shows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had well, they had all group, kinds all of groups. Female. Anything anyone was interested in. They would start a group because then it seemed <laughs> like you had been heard or seen. Right, right. So all of a sudden it was, you know, I'm an acapella singer. You know what? We should start. Uh, we would, we, not only should we start one, we want to make you the head of the acapella group. <laughs> right. And you think, I've always been the third member of an acapella group. <laughs> not in Albany. In Albany, you're a 10. I mean, yeah. And all, they were all Albany 10s. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, oh, hold it was on, called hold on. Simply Human. Simply, Simply human. human. It's an Simply. acapella. Hold on. Was this a cult or a sorority? They played volleyball. There was an acapella group. What is going on? It was initiations. Honestly, honestly, it was a cat skills camp, is what it was. I mean, yeah. I I hate to I hate to deep to dig too deep into the Judaic ties of Nixium, but there definitely <laughs> seems to have been uh, an adaptation of the cat skills model, shall we say? Yeah, it was I, a yeah. it was a B'nai B'rith youth group. Yeah. Well, and then they just they only have so much footage, and they over and over again show them in the you know fun time hall or whatever you want to call oh it, where they're God. calling people up on stage and the they're all running I, down I the aisles. Yeah. The part where we really lost Rana in the series is when yeah. one of them is boiling squash zucchini, <laughs> zucchini. <laughs> and Rana was bo- like, "I can't do this anymore." I'm out. <laughs> She was boiling zucchini on one of those Wedgwood stoves that comes with every apartment in Los Angeles that that <laughs> has not been redone since 1937, and everyone yep. tells you it's quaint, and then you have to have the uh, have the uh, gas company there every two weeks to sure. adjust the temperature because you don't know what temperature your oven is. You just put something in, and either it bakes or it doesn't bake. <laughs> yeah. 
I detest that. That and the yeah. fucking avocado tile. There are too many quaint bathrooms in Los Angeles. Agreed. Yeah. There are too I mean, many like old lady, like someone died in this bathroom oh, and yeah. you're not going to fix it. A lot of salmon, a lot of avocado color. Yeah. Like those are the two themes in, in a cute bathroom. You're lucky Ugh. if you get the avocado. Oh yes. my God, yeah. I detest. Yeah, wait, why is Los Angeles my grandmother's apartment? It absolutely is though. It As absolutely is, yeah. Just the whole town is a grandma's apartment. It that is. That feels right. Um, wait, what were we watching yesterday, Andy, that had to, that mentioned Marblehead? And I got really excited. You were watching uh, John Mulaney do the opening monologue of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> because he, he mentioned, which I did not know, and I'm going to have to talk to him about this. He's from there? He mentioned that his grandmother is from Marblehead and that he would go to her house in Marblehead. And that the, and he did a whole bit about what would happen. He is a terrific stand-up, I have to I say. Guess He's very... I know. Okay, then you're right. I think that was it. That had to have been it because we definitely just watched the monologue. But yeah. then I was also like, we were also like, he's a really good stand-up because even as a stand-up who has not done stand-up in seven months, yeah, I thought that was very good. Yeah, he <laughs> Like considering. Very... Pause. Good. You well, know, I was going to say competent, but I think that sounded rude. But I just think after not doing stand-up for seven months and having to like get up and do SNL, I yes. said, honey, you're doing it. You're doing he it. Had made, he has made the decision that He's he's very confident in his point of view, yeah. and and he uh, I mean obviously he spends a lot of time writing and he's very talented but he's a hard worker, but he is so confident in his unique point of view that he has just decided that effortlessly people are either going to jump on board for this or they aren't. But he never really wonders if the audience is with him or not. He just has decided that they're going to be with him. At least that's how it feels to watch. So Ronna, you think that. Um that John Mulaney's a win for Marblehead. He doesn't panda, which I enjoy. <laughs> and I By do, way, I, I, he, I do think, I mean, I felt a little jealous because I felt like, well, oh, great. Now he's going to bring Marblehead into the popular consciousness. Yeah, you don't like Just because he's hosting Saturday Night Live and we're not. I mean, we right. should be hosting Saturday Night Live. Get Lana, Lauren I, on the horn. We got to get Lauren on the horn. I feel, like Lauren, I feel like Lauren is one phone call away from you, Rana. Brian and Honestly. I should be hosting. Yes, but I don't want to ask. I want to be asked. Oh, yes. sure, yes. sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Are you yeah. friends with either Paul McCartney or Paul Simon? Because that's a way in to Lauren. Uh, Nancy Chevelle, Paul's, uh, <laughs> Paul's wife. Yeah. Very friendly from the very friend with Lou with Elaine in the Hamptons. My very good friend Elaine Goodman. Best Elaine of Bergdorf yeah. Goodman. Bergdor- Elaine, yeah. <laughs> Elaine yeah. Wait, what happened to Edie Burkell? She's no, out she's of the picture. Paul, she was yeah. with Paul Simon. What's wrong? With different with you? Paul. Oh, different Paul. Are they still together though? No. No, they were no, she released that album and he was like he felt threatened and called it quits. <laughs> was it an album called The Cape Man Sucks? And he's like what? It should be. It should have been called Why Why Is That Chicken Supposed to Be Funny When You Go on SNL? That's what it should have been called. <laughs> or Turkey. Why does he dress up like a turkey on that? Paul Simon's like, why did you attack me in the title of your album? <laughs> um, if you had to live with Paul Simon for, for more than 10 minutes, I have to tell you, at some point, you start to feel for Ad Garfunkel. <laughs> you spend a little time with Paul Simon. I think, only liked Paul Simon uh, with our Garfunkel, which I know is not a popular opinion, but I thought they were the best together. And then afterwards, I didn't care about either of them. Well, of course, that's <laughs> that's how anyone with any taste felt. But. Thanks, Rana. Well, yeah. I feel like I imagine Paul Simon now, like he's a kind of like, like imagine him as Seder. I feel like if I met him, he would tell me about Africa immediately. You know what I mean? Like no he kind of knew it. who would just be like he, he talks would, about Africa all the yes. time. No well, he doubt would, about it. He would say, 
you know, I've I've worked in Africa a lot, and I and I work with a lot of African musicians and artists. And you would have to say, of course, I know. But if you were smart, you would say, oh, really? Are you an art? Are you an art dealer? Or are you a professor? What's the? You know, you'd make him tell you. Yeah. Oh, well, that would be did, so uh, funny to meet yeah. like Paul McCartney or Paul, like a very famous like paradigm defining musician and yeah. pretend you have no idea who they are no oh my god that would be the funniest thing in the world well, well it would cool. be true I'm, me oh. with paul mccartney because i'm barely a beatles fan so i wouldn't yeah. have anything to say to him me too wow. i'm with you on that i'd be like uh-huh cool. i'll say this oh, satisfaction I, this, I think i might have heard that <laughs> this is how i know the beatles this is a really extremely controversial opinion in this group especially oh boy <laughs> but this is how i know the beatles are good because <laughs> I like when people do covers of their songs. And I think that's a beautiful song. Yeah. No, Paul McCartney's a wonderful <laughs> songwriter. They were all very talented. But I just, I didn't, I didn't nerd out on the Beatles. So I don't know every song that, you know, I wouldn't be able to say, oh, when you were doing Rita, Meet a Maid. And I don't know which one's a Paul and which one's a John. And I don't, a George for that matter. Though the George Harrison documentary is something else. You oh. saw it, Rana? Yes, of course, dear. Of course. When of it's course. the famous line of when they said to his wife, uh, how did you stay married? What's the secret to staying married? And she said, don't get divorced. Yes. <laughs> and she meant it. See, yep. Brian, yes. yes. Now, yeah. we've Brian looped, says yes. We've looped around again back to the Catskills. Yeah. Back to the Catskills. She was, she was not kidding in any way. She basically <laughs> was saying, you decide how much you want to put up with. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, the, put Beatles up with everything. Were, the Beatles were other ones who like went to, I don't even know, some retreat in mm -hmm. somewhere spiritual and were like, yeah. guess what? We're different now. Oh, yes. We use, now, <laughs> we use, now we use Zita. Exactly. Yeah. Is that yeah. it for like white musicians? They have to go to South Asia to a, or Africa or something like that? Yeah. And that changes them? China? I think so, at least all the, the like quote unquote super influential ones, like it was all like, Oh, but look. that's also what the American South was for a lot of them. In fairness, the blues influenced a lot of the Rolling Stones and that sort of I mean, Yeah, but they just we yeah. just didn't acknowledge that wrong. Well, would you <laughs> would you rather no, listen to No, none of those musicians acknowledge that. Would you rather listen to white people music? No. Yeah. No. Did you still see Bill 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 Bob playing the bagpipes on John Oliver oh. the other night? I mean no. Wait, that's for what real? you're left with. That's what you're left with if you don't Why go was he anywhere doing else. that? He plays the bagpipes, apparently. No, he wasn't doing it. They didn't invite him he was, on. Yeah, he, he wasn't on. Oh, he was a musical <laughs> guest. A musical guest, A.G. Bill Burr. Oh, my God. This whole time I thought you meant Bill Burr. I was like, what? <laughs> Brian. He Bill might, Barr, sorry. Bill Burr might play the bagpipes. I don't know, but only because he was forced to as a child. Got it. Yeah. Musical oh my guest, Bill Burr. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And uh, <laughs> Naomi didn't care for that the first time. And she wasn't, <laughs> and she wasn't hoping you were going to do it a second time. We've been into that a lot in choir. This last month in choir, I like stopped. Um, I've yes, Andy. Yes. Well, I've <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> and yet, when you do yes, and it's we do some of the funniest things in the world. But the the thing, uh, I realized that I grew up as a child on David Letterman. And what David Letterman would do, I just realized this recently. He would, if a joke bombed, he would just keep doing it anyway. Uma, I can Oprah, tell you, Oprah, Uma. He, as a kid, made me laugh the hardest of all that. 
Very all funny. those people. Really? He, he did. Yeah. I didn't yeah. watch I don't any of it. The top 10 list stuff was never funny, but like the interviews were all, you never knew what was going to happen. <laughs> and he always, like, you could always tell when he was interested in a guest because the interview would be so interesting. Yeah. You could always tell when he wasn't. I right? do, miss, I do miss that. Everybody's interested in everybody now. If I agree to have you on my show, I think you're great. Right. And, so, and even Howard, to an extent, has become so much friendlier. But it used to be fun to watch and see, oh, is this, is this one going to like this one? Are they going to flirt with this one? Are they, <laughs> you know, Jimmy Fallon is such a sort of yeah. agreeable and asexual creature. <laughs> you know, that you just, you know, what's go- what could possibly go wrong? The only thing that's going to happen is he's either going to hit you with a sprinkler or a pie or something. <laughs> and that's... And that's what you have to worry about. But you don't have to sit there and wonder about, you know, are we going to hit it off? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Do you think it's humiliating for people to, like, go on shows like that? Like someone, yes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes, fully. I, don't, I, don't, I don't even, you don't even let you finish the thought. I just said yes. No, but go all of a sudden shows. they have to pretend they're a teenage girl and doing this. Like, you know, like Michelle Obama had to do that with him and then. You just think of like Jennifer Lopez having to do like the world's first dance, which was another sketch on that show. It's like, I'm I a serious person. I yeah. can't imagine. I work my ass off. I can't, in my, for the life of me, imagine them saying, okay, Rana, so what we'll do is we're going to do a lip sync battle with you and, well, that I could probably do. But some, <laughs> uh, some other thing where you just have to stand there like a fool or a magician. You're going to play mini golf with Jane a magician's Duty assistant. Gent. Yeah. Rhonda brought Dave Judy Dench. Yes, mini golf with Judy Dench. Yeah. Would be fun. Rhonda has brought the house down one time. She we did a live show together with me, Aaron, and Rhonda, and we sang Shake It Off at the end. The great thing about Rhonda singing is it's it's a a, a speak sing. Uh And she's not impressed. At, what, at any point well, during the My song. greatest thing I ever did was when I rapped Kendrick Lamar, All the Stars. We were what? singing all yeah. the nominees for best song for our Oscars special, and yeah. she did All, all the, stars. the Stars. I did. That's and a she tell me what you're going to do to me. That yeah. yeah. And then yeah. she also did I Can't Let You, something by Randy Newman, but it was the same inflection. Oh, I can't <laughs> let you throw something away. Yeah, but it was, it was just. It was about the spork. I can't let you. Yeah. I can't, I can't let, let you. Let you. I can't let you throw it all away. <laughs> yeah. Um. Quick question: Are there any black people in Marblehead? There are. Are there, Rana? Yeah. Not that made. Did my inflection say a lot? <laughs> it said quite a bit. I, Naomi, in all my time, have never seen one. That's yeah. not true. Well, it's not exactly true, but it's close to true. There are more Jewish people than black people in that, many of those. And Uh there are not a lot of black. There's a couple of black families. And there's more mixed families than there were, uh, you know, with this younger generation. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. Marblehead's uh, a pretty homogeneous situation. Though it's not economically as homogeneous as you would think. Uh huh. Uh huh. I love. As to I ask like to this. say, there are the people with the boats, and then there are the people who take the people to the boats. Indeed, I thought you yeah. were going to say clean the boats. So honestly, <laughs> taking them to it is even better. No, no, it's those better. are the, those are the Portuguese. Uh, <laughs> there's the people with the boats, and the people that. If get you run really want to know, I mean, yes. if you really want to know, Naomi, maybe you don't. 
I do. I'd yeah. love to know demographics. Because but I don't I ever... have a boat, so that so I'm not part of the problem. The people who take you to the boats and the people who watch too much Dateline and know there's no way you're getting off that boat. That's correct. <laughs> That's my category. Marblehead Marble does feel ripe for a Dateline episode. Oh, yeah. No question. I'm going to be oh, the yeah. center of it. Yeah. Well, you're going to start it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we have convened this, uh, what would you call it, quorum? It's a quorum. It's a, a quarantine. Quorum. A quarantine quorum. A quarantine love quorum. quorum. Yeah. yeah, quarantine quorum. <laughs> quarantine, 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 quarantine. Uh-huh. Jolene. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is there going to be a quiz? I hope there's a quiz. I'm in the mood for a quiz. If you've ever listened to an episode before, you know every episode ends with a quiz. <laughs> We're in for a treat. Yeah. We have convened this quarantine quorum because we have gotten so many quarantine questions on our advice line. Now, of course, you can DM us on Instagram or Twitter. You can email us at Gmail. We love your voicemails. We don't have any of those. I love the voicemails. You have to call, okay? 323-524-7839. When you give me a voicemail, it lets me know where you're at emotionally. It You're not me wrong. Answer the yeah. question. That's a really, yes, that's the way to go. I agree. Yeah, you know, we don't do voicemails. We did in the very beginning. We did phone calls, but people wanted to talk to us for too long. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the show was six hours long. But yeah, voicemails are fun. Maybe we'll start doing voicemails on on Ask Ronna with. Ronnie It'll tell you what you need to know. Do you know what I mean? It'll be like, yeah. okay, it sounds like you might be the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a certain yeah. voicemail. But um, we have we have so many quarantine questions. I thought, what what a what could be better than mm-hmm. having Ron and Brian on mm-hmm. and doing all the quarantine questions? Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you know, Ron and Brian regularly they give you answers. You know what I mean? And they're helping you fix your life. Everything from what do I wear to do I leave my husband? I mean, they run the gamut. <laughs> Ron and Brian, what do I wear <laughs> when I'm leaving my husband? What That's, do I wear as I'm walking out the door? Question. Something yeah. memorable. Something no kidding. Memorable. Yeah. Like a costume, yeah. I would wear a red, a flowy red Valentino dress is what I would wear with a, either a red heel or a heel that had some sort of a cross hatch up the back, almost like a bodice. On the heel of the shoe? Yes, so that it looks like almost like a piece of lingerie on the back yeah. of your heel, if you can imagine. Yes. So the, it, that as you turn to walk out, that image would be burned in their brain of what they would be, what they would be losing. Wow. I'd would be you wearing buy a... an outfit? And how you'd be stepping into your new life. What I, if I didn't have the right stuff, I absolutely would, Andy, no question. I just love how quickly that came to you, Rana. Well, I mean, I, literally. He's yeah. <laughs> waiting for the day. It's probably not what I would wear when I leave Brian, but it's what I would leave when I... <laughs> My fantasy would be I'm wearing a suit, Tom Ford style, which I, by the way, in never in a million years would want to wear except that day. Uh And I would have a really wide brim Carmen Sandiego hat and I would be smoking a cigarette and I would have a whiskey and I would say, you know what? And I would look at the whiskey and I would look at the cigarette and I would say, I don't know. I would say something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 I hope you. I hope you're also wearing a silk scarf over this suit. I am, and I would say, you know what? Guess what? Called what you said I could never do, the Great British Baking Show called. <laughs> and honey, I won't need this. And then I smash the glass of whiskey against the fireplace, 
or this where I'm going. And then I flick the cigarette and I take the scarf and I'm off to England. Yeah. I think you could also say, I've only got a minute. But I just wanted to let you know this, <laughs> this is the last time. I, I've only got a minute because I'm late for the opening of a show. But <laughs> I just wanted to let you know this is the last time you'll be seeing me. That's right. Yeah. And whatever else goes with that. The next time you'll see me, you'll have to pay for a ticket. <laughs> Ooh. See, I would have. Okay. I'm just going to. A punch up, please, Brian. Brian please. Okay, really, hold- pretty seamless now. <laughs> <laughs> you're holding the whiskey. You're holding the cigarette, right? Uh-huh. Long cigarette holder. Yeah, why not? Okay, okay, great. I think so, so stem, right? So you got yeah. your stem. You got your whiskey. You look at your whiskey. You look at your stem, and you go, "Looks like I got everything I need." Oh my god! And then god. you, walk out, yeah. and then you exit. That is good. That is so good. Yeah. Yes. And that's how you do it. That's that revision is staying in. Yeah. Can I punch it up too? You're dressed yes. like Gambit from the X Men. I don't know what that means, but I'm here for it. Does he you have gotta... a deck of a deck of scissor cards or whatever Gambit has? Yes, Rana. Yes. Yeah. Rana knows everything. Deck of cards, a kind of like a, a purpley. I hate, I hate his staff. I hate Gambit's staff. <laughs> So you know, Ron, I don't put down what I am, apparently, according to Andy. <laughs> you don't have to have the staff. A brown, ex- a brown duster. Yeah. Like okay. A, <laughs> a duster, scissor cards. I only want Brian in a duster check, if he has check, a jacket check. chain. I only want Brian in a duster if he has a jacket chain. I don't chain. even know what a duster is. Because then he can pull it off and sort of, you know, he'll be able to get it off and move it around. Oh, well, I do know what yeah. a duster is. Like, like yeah. Eileen Fisher sort of, like, knit. No, like a cowboy no, jacket. Yeah, long, oh. long cowboy yeah. coat. Long to coat. Keep, it's like to, to keep I was the dust off when you're on your when you're on your horse or driving in your convertible. It keeps the dust off of your suit. Oh, great. Okay, yeah, I'll need that. <laughs> no, um, there I go. We like literally haven't even gotten to the first question. We've just talked about the imaginary leaving of your <laughs> I, lover. I want to say I love <laughs> Naomi and Fuchsia. Thank you so much. Yeah. I should wear more colors a in this life. A lot of people can't pull off fuchsia. You look great in fuchsia. Thank you. I need yeah. more colors in general, and I've been trying to embrace them. You know, oh, it's so exhausting to wear. Have you noticed now. if it affects your mood, Naomi? <laughs> well, no, nothing does. I mean, right. not positively. <laughs> Lexapro does. Well, a little, but I sure. think I gotta up my Lexapro. I think Who I gotta doesn't? up my Lexapro. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're doing a shirt made of Lexapro. A shirt made of Lexapro. Yeah, yeah. I could do so that. It your, it's it's so, both okay. fashion-y and it affects okay, your... Okay, so you grind the Lexapro down to a fine powder. You mix that in with the cotton. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you create a Lexapro cotton poly blend. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and then it gets like a shield and you're absorbing it all the time. In your skin. Lexapro yeah. right into the skin. That's right. Dry You'll clean the only. happiest person. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Andrew, you got to get to a question or else I'm just going to talk about my Lexapro shirt all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. This one comes to us from Gmail. Love uh, it, love it. I've heard it. Towards the beginning of September. Hi, Andy and Naomi. I met my boyfriend about six weeks ago, and we fell hard for each other. We're in love and see a future together, but the timing sucks. Not only did we meet in the middle of a pandemic, but we also met right after my sister was diagnosed with cancer. Ugh. She's starting chemo and is a high COVID risk, so I won't be able to touch anyone outside my family, my family's quarantine pod for six plus months. So now our young relationship will have to move outdoors with no kissing, hand holding, or sex. 
He's adamant that he wants to make this work, continue in a limited contact relationship, and support me through what he and I both know will be the most challenging year of my life. Mm. It's romantic, and like you say, like we say on the show, you gotta miss a bitch. To make love work, you gotta have time apart. You gotta miss a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't help but worry that I'm setting myself up for heartbreak. How can I expect someone to support a grieving person and adhere to a no-touch rule that's punishable by actual death? (laughs) Should I protect myself at this vulnerable time and end it now, or should I trust my intuition and take a chance on love? Love the pod. Love you both. Sincerely, Bubble Girl. Bubble Ah. Girl. Bubble girl. I'm so I was sure it was two men because that's all we deal with on our show. Yeah, we never really get anyone straight writing in. I, I have to which recal- I love, of course. I have to recalibrate my whole thought pattern now. Uh, Brian, do you want to go first, or what do you? All thinking? I was gonna say, I think, is I guess I know six weeks is a young relationship, of course, but everything is sort of accelerated now. I, I wonder, I'm sure they have considered it, but I wonder if he could isolate for two weeks and then be, be a part of your pod um, so that you wouldn't necessarily have to have this weird distanced uh, six feet of, uh, apart relationship because I don't really know. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how that works, except you yeah. just, you know what I mean? I, I just don't know that you can actually have a relationship without being physical, I think. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a H-O-O-R. Mm. Whore. <laughs> so, I thought so you were going to spell know. horny. <laughs> there was some, you know, I had a teacher in like fourth grade. You know, it had to be later because she was saying the word whore. I had, a teacher <laughs> in some, I had a teacher at some point who would say whore. And I was like, that is shocking. Um, Why would, in what context? I know, at school? I don't know, probably about like Mary Magdalene or something. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, not the math teacher. She wasn't saying like, uh, she's a whore. Appleby is a whore. whore. No, I don't think I had any teachers who would, I don't, that I could envision that way. Yeah. However, I do think like, is that option off the table? Is that option off the table because of your parents? But it seems like if you, this person is trustworthy and you really feel like this is the one and he feels the same way, which it sounds like he does, it's only two weeks of his life to just bolt in the house and then ditch his pod. So I don't maybe test that out. And if, but I don't. I think you could go as as far as you want with this, as long as you want with this. I don't see this as being anything but frustrating. And all I can envision are fights with no basis. Right. You know? Well, I don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they have fights, they're going to be totally passive aggressive fights because everybody's trying to be a good person. And so the thing that you want to say, everyone is going to have a hard time. You're putting him in a position where he can't really ask for what he wants or what Mm -hmm. he needs. Let's put it that way. So he can completely be there for you and might be wonderful. But at some point, and whether that point is three months from now or three weeks from now or whatever, there is going to be a level of frustration with this. And if there isn't, that's a red flag, to be honest with you. (laughs) Anyone that is okay not spending that kind of intimate time, it honestly becomes like a long-distance relationship, which is sort of a fake relationship. I hate to say it. At not fake. It's not but this that, early. But it's heightened right. in a way 
where you haven't had a ch- the whole th- situation is already such a heightened setup that okay qu- I mean which is also part of why it's appealing it's quarantine I can't believe I met this person at the wrong time but this is isn't this what a lightning bolt is what do mm-hmm. you know that of course at the most inconvenient time because of what's happening in the country and what's happening in my family I meet this perfect person mm-hmm. and the truth is, he may actually be the perfect partner for you, but nobody's perfect, and that's what a real relationship is. A real relationship is finding out what people are really like and what their rhythms are and how you complement each other, how you lift each other up or possibly drag each other down. And if and everybody's like, on their the best behavior... My most right. honest conversations in relationships, not necessarily because of sex, but happen in bed a lot of the time. Like it can be for a myriad of reasons, but it's just, you're winding down your day and you're re- actually finally connecting with someone. And I don't there know, it just, just seems like this could work if you did this. The dimensions to this that you're not going to experience. And so also by putting this yoke on the situation, it's very possible that when you get to the end of the six months and you can finally spend time together, that you don't know how to spend time together and maybe the relationship fails. So in, in many ways, it is, it is it's set like up. It's like talking on a dating app for too long before you meet or something. Yes. But, and they can have these hangouts and whatever. But I actually think what you might consider is pulling one of the chemo nurses aside or talking to someone at the hospital um, on the sort of down low and saying, uh, I know this seems like a totally selfish question, but it's a real question that I have, which is, I started dating this guy. I want to be able to be here for my sister. I want to be at all of these things. It's so important to me. Is there a way that you think I could safely bring this person into my circle Mm -hmm. and that my family could then feel comfortable with? Right. And I think if a medical professional says to you, I would suggest he quarantine for two weeks, which, by the way, I don't think two weeks is probably longer, depending on where you are and how testing is in your area. Right. If he has a test tomorrow and then 172 hours after that and 172 hours after that, most people are saying people are clear. But mm-hmm. it really has to do with access to testing. We, you know, we're very lucky that where we all live in various cities that we have access to that kind of health care. But a lot of people don't. So that's where the 14-day thing right. truly comes in. But if this is – and also if he even wants to be part of that. Right. Maybe that he feels that's too much to ask or I don't know. But if you're both getting tested every week – you know you're seeing the same people. I mean, I'm going to assume he doesn't work either as a subway conductor or <laughs> as the manager of an Amazon warehouse, though he may, in which case, sure, this is off the table. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I would look into a solution for this because I think I think you're going to breed some resentment and and it's going to be totally unintentional, but I think that you're setting yourself up for a sort of victim-savior dynamic in your relationship. I just also think you're not going to have the relationship you want. What you're about to have is a friend. Which, on, But here's another yes. thing. You're going to need that. Your sister has been diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. You are going to be in a family, in a household. You guys are all going to be going through it. And there's going to be times you need to talk to somebody who's not in the family. And so, you know, 
it's this is not if you can't be intimate and I don't need even necessarily mean sex like the hug the kiss the like you know we've all had that feeling when like you've been really low and you just like need to like collapse in someone's arms sure. you know what I mean and like you need mm -hmm. to be like tell me it's gonna be okay yeah and you're not gonna be able to do that with this person so it's literally as you, I mean you're right like it's gonna be that long distance relationship like we talk on the phone like we're 16, but you know what the difference is? When you're 16, you got gossip, you got school. Now you just got a pandemic and cancer. Yes. You ain't going to be having good phone conversations. <laughs> it's not yeah. going to be good. No. And, and he's going to have that weird thing of if he wants to talk about, oh, I went to the store today and they were out of Clorox wipes. So whatever, whatever his <laughs> truth is right, right. now, right. he's going to feel like he can't really bring those things up to you. Yeah. And that's not really fair. Or the other option is that he's a little bit of a, like I was saying, a little bit has a matter complex because he's the kind of guy that's willing to get involved with somebody who has this kind of a dramatic event happening in their life so early in a relationship. He's a beta cuck. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Well, he may actually just be wonderful and they may be so suited to each other. Yeah, I'm just But kidding. I do worry that the relation, I mean, it's a possibility. But I... I do worry the relationship is starting on uh, precarious terms. But yeah. Maybe that's all relationships that have been starting in the last seven months. My pitch yeah. is this. Two hazmat suits with the genitals cut out. <laughs> you know what? I know people who have been hooking up masks on outdoors, bottomless. So like the Central Park Bramble. Yeah, I was about to say, like, what is it, the Bramble? Yes, but just in people's, like, in each other's yards and stuff, or wherever. Oh my god! But is the, is the uh, does COVID not live in our fluids? Yeah, not in, in not in the downstairs. No. Are you sure about that? Well, Dr. Except, okay. it's, well, you can't eat ass. No. Silence. I know. It's like, where, where did you get that information? Because from? it's true, though. She's right. <laughs> I remember New York. It was like remember when we read like the New York Gov sent oh, out right. a thing that Cuomo, was like Cuomo. The only, <laughs> the only real like information he sent out ever was like don't eat ass. Hey, it's me, right. Governor Cuomo, don't eat ass. It was like a one sheet for all New Yorkers. But I don't think that anyone has contracted it. Uh, Sexually. Correct. Yeah. What do we tell this girl if she and I'm gonna if, look. She, if she wants to if she wants to totally uh, disavow everything we're saying and she really really wants to continue with this relationship? What is our advice to her? Read poetry to each other across the yard. It's just like like to me. I was thinking about it as you guys were talking. I'm like, you think it's Victorian? Really, mm -hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. It's like a kind of like 1800s romance, or just I thought about like you know in the like. Any time before modern transportation, you might leave your sweetheart as you travel to the new world. And you had a little <laughs> locket uh, with their photograph. And then you would see them like three years later and you would just pick right up where you left so off. So Naomi, Naomi was right. The, uh, it can't be contracted sexually unless it's through fecal matter. So if oh I say that's so the issue. that's the issue of eating ass. <laughs> I don't. But, I just said it like knowing I'm sex negative. Uh, but if I you're said not, ass. but if you're not eating ass, uh, you can do all the other things. Um, but also, but, but that kiss. also includes though you can't kiss and you can't. Right. You know what I mean? Right. None of that. So Gen X and but, above is doing okay. <laughs> correct. But also, your idea works. Your hazmat suit genitals cut out actually works. <laughs> Bubble girl, think about it. 
a bubble girl, you got to do it. I, I, I mean, I say try, like, try it. Why not? It's everything's weird and strange. That, yeah. That's the thing. We live in like <laughs> the weirdest, strangest era of my entire life. And it's like, my fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Why not? Maybe he just wants to know he has a person. Yeah. Maybe they just want to have people. I know, but like you're yeah. dealing with some real family shit. You don't need like a why didn't you call me back situation or a breakup in the midst of all this. No, but she wants to feel Sorry, go ahead, Do you think at any point he said to her, all I want to do is eat your ass? <laughs> I don't, I'm not interested in doing anything oh, well, he else. Can, all he I can do. eat her ass. She just can't eat his. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So She's as long got, she has a fully quarantined hospital grade ass. There's bad news. <laughs> bad news, bubble girl. You can't eat your boyfriend's ass. Off. So that sucks. But other things yeah. are on the table. Other things are on the table. Yeah, but you can get your ass ate. Yes, get your ass ate. <laughs> so Next you are question. all good. See how see how it goes. This this whole uh, time is going to be full of all kinds of new ups and downs for you. So, Rana, have you ever? Yes, what? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, what were you about to ask her? You have know I the answer ever? is no. Have I ever? Have you ever? Um, have I ever? <laughs> seen remember, a... just try and remember, Brian, that we have a whole life that exists outside of this podcast. Yeah, I don't want the repercussions. And that, and that I'll, I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to remember, whatever you say, I'll ha- you can't unsay. But what was it? Just like, have you ever voted? <laughs> have I ever? <laughs> have I ever voted at a voting booth inside between somebody's anus cheeks? Was that your question? <laughs> Rana, that is outrageous. Or has anyone ever voted it in my booth? Is that the question? Yes. <laughs> That's the question. So this is canon. I've That's done point Yeah, I've whatever done you say all, on this podcast. This is I've canon. Done, I have I've always been a voter. And you know, <laughs> You vote in different booths at different times in your life. That's just wow, that. wow, wow, Rana. Oh. That's all the info I need. Okay. Can okay. I pitch you guys really quick? I want Richard Belzer as his character Munch. Isn't that his name on a uh, Law, Law and Order? Order? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to make a cameo in every TV show so that they're all connected. <laughs> there I is tru- <laughs> what? I truly thought you were going to say that you. Yes. To yes. Eat his ass. Yeah. There's no Richard Belzer. Look, I don't want to eat ass, but there's something about his ass that I'm just like, I gotta eat that guy's ass because his name is Munch. Because his, his name, name is Munch. Munch. Oh, his, oh, not Richard I Belzer's see. ass. His character's ass. Munch's ass. I get it now. I get it. God, you're <laughs> no, right, Andy. There's, there's a uh, no. The, do you guys know the universe? Like, because he's crossed over into so many other shows as oh, really? that character. There's this whole web online. And you can go to it. I forget what it's called, but there's a every like ninety percent of TV shows are connected because he's made cameos on them as that character. Ninety percent of TV shows and ninety percent of Law and Orders of TV shows. Like he showed up in the X Files as that character. Oh. He showed up in like a bunch of different shows as that character. And so someone went through and connected that, and then found <laughs> all the shared universes. Like you know, like Mork and Mindy is part of the Happy Days universe. Sure, right. it all it it's insane. It's like someone's murder board with like red string, but it's like connecting every TV show that's ever existed into one universe. Naomi and I have talked about the red string before. Anytime <laughs> I see the red string in any show, I am in. You have to get in. You know that person is serious. You know that person right. is a professional. You True. know that person has lost a wife or a daughter. Yep, no doubt about it. And you know that person on the other end was the life of the party, always. <laughs> always. 
<laughs> the brightest light. The brightest yeah, light. The brightest. Right. All right. This one comes to us anonymous. <laughs> oh, I love it. Anon. On our Instagram account. In, so uh, not anonymous at all. Well, they asked to be anonymous they've after a, I said. Asked to be, yeah. <laughs> By the way, listeners, write it. And when you write in, say if you want to be anonymous or not. That will yeah. save me from having to ask you. <laughs> Hi, Naomi and Andy. I could really use your advice. <laughs> My boyfriend and I are, have been living together for four years and are both quarantining and working from home together. Recently, my boyfriend fulfilled his childhood dream and built himself a gaming computer and got all the fancy doodads and gadgets to go with it. I feel like the game is taking fam. over our Good life. Fam. I'm so happy for, these, for this guy. Yeah, go on. <laughs> You want me to take over while you left the game? Uh, uh, I feel like the gaming is taking over our life and literal space together because when he's not working, he's gaming or sleeping or thinking about when he can game next. The only time we get together is dinner and sometimes a walk with our dog. Occasionally, he'll watch an hour of TV with me. It feels like the boundary lines of us time and solitary time are so blurred in the age (laughs) of COVID cohabitation. Am I being the mean girlfriend for resenting his time gaming with his friends? How can I let him know that us time has to be more deliberate and intentional in COVID times when we're always around each other? Thanks for any advice. Anonymous. Anonymous. I I, want to know why she's complaining. If (laughs) If I just had to do dinner and an hour a day with someone, I would be like, this is a work gang. That would be wonderful. Because I like being alone so much. Your greatest relationship. Absolutely. No win, no losing. Oh my gosh. What do y'all think? I want to know what Naomi has to say about this because I know she is not happy. I'm not happy about this gaming computer one bit. I think like, I I agree. Like, you know, it's something Andy and I do. We do have to make a concerted effort to do stuff together even though we're in the same apartment. And when we do, it's magic. I bet. It's fun. Wow. <laughs> wow. I did not expect so much shade. I feel I feel frozen in, in time and space. But, but you don't feel frozen out all day by Naomi. No, so she's not what, gaming. So it's not just about how do we make time to have a date. It's about these micro moments of just the, okay, so you two preparing to go to Trader Joe's. So yeah, now we're going to make our list. And here's that there is the business of the household that takes place. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that that is part of what having a life with another person is. I, look, I, I miss my husband terribly. He was a wonderful it's husband. It's been a long time, Ronna. But did I want, excuse me. Sorry. Excuse me. It just has been a while. I mean, we. But do I miss having to run every decision by him or da da da? You know, that's not the kind of relationship we had anyway. I was really running the household, and then I would bring him in when I needed. You know, I wanted him to feel invested, of course, but I didn't want, I didn't want yeah. him to feel like he had veto power. But, <laughs> but these people are on totally opposite rhythms. He is living inside of his computer. Yeah. So even if he, she felt that he was a little bit interested in her, on a daily basis, even if it was as simple as. Oh, I'm going to go get a coffee. Do you want a coffee? What's da, da, da? Can I do this? Can I just the little micro things of living together? But when you feel that you are the cat that lives <laughs> in the apartment with the, with the boyfriend and the computer, that's a real problem. 
I and mean, it's a lifelong, it was a childhood dream. Like the moment when the computer, you know, the computer <sighs> is a childhood dream. It's already taking up too much power. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's already you getting too kidding. much attention in the house. If his childhood dream is that computer, and of course we have nowhere else to go, so you fucking want to do something. I mean, you got Zelda Breath of the Wild, but you're pretty good at um. What's I play the word? An hour a day. Yeah, you give yourself a. I play an hour a day at most. Right, but like you, that's totally but doable you, and reasonable. And you're so right about the use. Uh, of her employing the term childhood dream because what it means is this guy's living essentially in his childhood bedroom and (laughs) your apartment has become his childhood bedroom and you also live there yeah what do you do you all have childhood dreams i'm thinking about like what my childhood (laughs) dreams are like i don't want to actually realize those as an adult because I you're an adult. Agree more. I couldn't like, agree more. Yes. Like get all the ninja turtles? Like what is <laughs> like Yeah. Because you're an adult. But yeah. I mean, in fairness to him, he built a computer. Okay. That's right. not nothing. He's a guy that can I put mean, that things is together. Quite an, and that's an accomplishment. That's something. But I really think the problem is that you have not sat him down and said, What are we doing? What do you mean? Uh you spent 13 hours on your computer yesterday. Right. <laughs> and I don't mind if you want to spend your free time however you want to spend your free time, but there is no time that we are actually spending together. I, I feel like I am constantly waiting for you to finish doing whatever you're doing so that I, I am just sitting there waiting for you to give any time to me. It's a rotten feeling. And yeah. I don't think it, you're doing it intentionally. And I don't, I just think that you've become engrossed by this thing. And I totally respect it. And I think it's so cool that you built this thing that you always wanted <laughs> or whatever. But, you know, give them a compliment very about it. Sure. And I understand. Yeah, no, and you're yeah. passionate well, I have to clean about the contempt out of my uh, computer, computer, yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> but, but say it your way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and say it nicely. But I feel. Like there are three people in this relationship. I do. And your computer mm-hmm. right now is the one that you're having the most uh, Intimacy. intense relationship <laughs> with. Yeah. Right. And honestly, I feel like I'm at my wits end. I just do. And I don't want to sound like a uh, whiny girlfriend, but I don't think it's too much to ask to want to spend some actual time together. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you may have to also just kind of like make them dates to start off. Like if he really is yeah. so engrossed in this damn computer that like you couldn't just so say, he hey, knows. get up and go. Exactly. Yeah. You may have to put it on the schedule and just be like, we're going to yeah. take the dog for a long walk and then we're going to sit outside in the park. And honestly, just, that might give him some relief too, because I do think at that point it veers into like addiction territory when you're spending yeah. that much time with something that maybe if he knows that it's not going to come out of the blue, that mm-hmm. yeah. you want to hang out or that you have this. free time. Exactly. So that he yeah. knows like, okay, I'm going to be away from it for this. And then I'll come back to it for this. That might just ease his anxiety about being away from it. I know that sounds insane, but it could. Or yeah. we watch TV at 8.30 every night we watch TV. Yeah. No and phone, I don't think it's no too game. much to ask for us to eat dinner together. I mean, because yeah. honestly, what I'm putting on my list here is essentially the bare minimum of what it means to mm-hmm. be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And if that is not interesting to you, uh, I totally get it. I or, mean, yeah. I think it's that kind of thing. <laughs> I think it's always, 
I will say this is a little bit of a secret. I'll give her one of my secrets. But I think it is terrifying to men when you downplay something and you give them a totally non-threatening ultimatum, mm. which is basically that you say, <laughs> this is not enough for me. So I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> and whatever you want to do with that information is up to you, but it isn't going to work for me to only get one hour, one dog walk and one dinner and mm -hmm. because I want to be in a relationship because I don't need to be in a relationship. I'm here because this relationship makes my life better and because I love you. But if you don't, if you're not interested in sort of that basic level of interaction, that's not going to work for me. Right. And then they're like, but, but you're not yelling. Are you serious? <laughs> But you're not crying. Are you serious? You know, they don't know if you're like not freaking right, out. Right, you're like, right. no, you're like, very serious. Yeah. We'll leave, bag packed, but yeah. giving you a moment, giving you a moment to figure it out. Giving there you is, the information. I do have an idea that was inspired by Andy's hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> I do think there is a world where you say, make his dreams come true even bigger. Set up a bunch of toadstools around your home. <laughs> and then go in the bedroom and you're wearing a fake mustache and a uh -huh. red or green cap. It's your choice. Yep. You're spread eagle. You can and be you Mario say, or Luigi. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. You can't be the princess because that's not as fun. No. So, and, and just say, I hope you can catch me and jump over the toadstool and then be ready for him when he lands. It's a me, your lover. Exactly. I hope you can catch me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are able to set up a bunch of sewage drains, I would do that too. <laughs> now, I couldn't make fake ones, so I took our real sewage drains and I led them into our house. I hope that's okay. Yep. I very do, sexy. I do think it is chilling to not get emotional. If you're, if yeah. you're capable I agree. of that. If you're yeah, capable yeah, yeah. of that, I do think it will chill him to the bone. <laughs> because he's simply not pulling his weight and... This isn't about you haven't you have as far as I can tell you haven't asked for a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I think too though. I think this is probably happening a lot. You know, it's very easy when you are around someone twenty four hours a day to yeah. think, wait, you want to do something, bitch? I don't see you. What you want to do? <laughs> yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah. So I get it. I really do. So, you know, like I, it could be very. So I can see how some couples, you know, and you know, both a partner might feel like. Uh, eh, what can we do? What do you want? And it's like, you gotta, and you know, we're kind of joking, but almost like, let's go back to some 18th century shit. Let's go outside and sit in the grass. Let's like it, take a walk. trying to manage this though. stress. Yeah. Yes. A venue changes everything. Yeah. 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 We, we like went walking. Was that two weekends ago? Yeah. We went to Larchmont Village and just and, walked up and down the streets. Yeah. And like, and did it feel like you were on food. vacation? Yeah. Gorgeous. It was <laughs> yeah. energizing. Like, literally, like that next day, because it's Saturday night, Sunday, we're like, huh, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we just go walk and get a cup of coffee? Yeah. It makes sense. And, the and then walk home. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go walking again tonight. Yeah. We got to go walking or driving tonight, actually. Ooh, we're going to go drive. Where are you going to drive? Uh, will Mabel come? We're not sure. Oh, yeah. Mabel will be in her car seat. Baby. <laughs> yes. A true, a true angel. She comes uh, everywhere. Also, my pitch for that last one is she builds a gaming computer that puts his to shame. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he packs it up 
She could also uh, trip and spill a bunch of water all over. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hey, honey, I brought you a big pitcher of water. Yeah. Because you're getting thirsty. <laughs> all right. Not a bad idea. I really can't think of anything I would Or find. eat old food and throw up on it. Yeah. <laughs> I just old can't. Food. I mean, to each his own, but I can't think of anything more depressing than being locked in a house with someone who was living their life in an imaginary world inside of their computer and not paying attention to me. Yeah. And I don't need almost any attention. I mean, true. (laughs) I'm with you. Yeah. But just the feeling that it was happening. I would find very, it it would really affect my mood. It would really affect my mood. Can we just say one more time, eat old food. (laughs) Eat old food and then vomit or diarrhea all over his computer (laughs) and say you couldn't control it. It has to be vomit. Diarrhea, he'll know it was a plot. <laughs> You're right. It was a plot. You can't just drop your pants in the living room and say it couldn't get any further. Well, you could pretend. But you throwing pretend, up, you can always throw up anywhere. That's yeah. true, but you could pretend yeah. to be possessed and also, and then you could diarrhea. Yeah. Okay, possessed, yeah. old food. Have you thought about crab walking down the stairs? Exactly. Andy and I know how to come up with solutions. You really do. You're very I'm the one who said to throw water on the computer. (laughs) Oh, you're right. My God. All right. So the three of us need to go into business. And Naomi, I don't know what you're going to do because you've said nothing like that. (laughs) Naomi's going to run the phones. (laughs) I'll run the phones. I'll dispatch. I'll be the dispatch. She could sell, I don't know, uh, you know. I was going to say. I'll sell coffee. I'll just be like, you want shades of vanilla? You want shades of vanilla? Oh, she could be my, our Charlie and we'll be the angels. My favorite thing would be if Naomi was in charge of the AskRonaCoffee.com customer service center. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't get it? Hold on. Do yeah. I smell a spin? Call me back in two stickers? days. You calling about your stickers? Yeah. yeah, we all want stickers. This is a kindergarten. Hold <laughs> I, on. Hold on. Do I smell a spinoff? Is this the Mork and Mindy to your happy and then, days? And yes. then Naomi is just saying, can I ask you just one question? Well, hold on. I'm looking it up on my computer, but can I ask, have you tried doing a cold brew with the shades of vanilla? I <laughs> oh. love. But she would just keep introducing recipes while she was talking, yeah. even though Naomi doesn't drink coffee. I know. I don't. But I do. I want to. I do want to try that whipped coffee the kids are doing on TikTok. Yeah. All right, this next one (laughs) comes to us. Actually, why don't we take a quick break and we'll be right back with some more questions. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay, I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got in the new t-shirt shop. Hey, y'all. Wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And we're back with more questions. This one comes to us anonymous from Instagram, middle of September. Mm -hmm. Hi, Naomi and Andy. I'm a huge fan of you both and have an advice question for the pod. Too long didn't read. Should I tell my temporary quarantine lover that I love him? Ooh. Context if you want it. I met a guy on Hinge a few weeks before quarantine. Amazing chemistry, but he said he didn't want a relationship because he was about to move to another state for a job. We agreed to keep it casual. I was cool with that because I thought if I kept seeing other people, I wouldn't catch feels. Cut to March when he's supposed to move. His new job offer got rescinded when he went into lockdown, so he Mm. stayed in town after already having quit his first job. We agreed to be exclusive because of COVID, which I knew would be terrible because it would only make my feelings stronger. At this point, this thing that was supposed to be casual and temporary has lasted seven months. Mm. He still hasn't moved because he hasn't found a job. I know I love him, but since we can't be in a relationship, I haven't said it. I guess my question is, would you want to hear I love you from someone you can't be with anyways? I know he cares about me a lot, and this is a lot more than just physical at this point. But since he feels that a relationship is off the table, he can't really express any feelings beyond that. Well, wait a minute. Why is he's moving? Yeah, he's moving or he's not moving. Right, he doesn't have a job. He doesn't have an option. Well, right now. I think he still wants to go to wherever this uh, this job was. So he s- wants to move when the pandemic goes away, which at this point will be twenty twenty four. I was about I mean, to say I, we're at least looking at another year of this. A year. So yeah. he wants to leave this this 
one horse town. Is that the right. idea? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're much. in Deadwood. <laughs> and he wants to, he wants to move to the big city, Oklahoma. I want to know what this constant <laughs> I mean, I have an issue with this because I always have an issue with people that are in relationships that are constantly telling the people they're in relationships with that they don't want to be in a relationship. Why do you, yeah. That's yeah. a pet, that's a pet peeve <laughs> of mine. Yeah. Uh, because a relationship can be a lot of things. So, why does it have to only be you know, he keeps telling him he doesn't want a relationship. Is that is that what we had to glean from this? Well, that's exactly that's what I'm wondering. It's like, well, we know we can't be in a relationship. Well, it's been seven months of you seeing this person with some sort of regularity. So that's, that's a relationship. relationship. I was about to say, it seems like you're in an exclusive relationship with some with someone for seven months exclusively. If he's not in love yet, he's not the guy. I mean, that's yeah. plenty of time to know whether or not you're in love with somebody. And I just, am, I'm completely turned off by him, to be honest. <laughs> I just, I just Which am. one? With, oh, okay. With the, um, the one who can't say that he loves him. I just feel, I just feel sorry for the, for the person who wrote in because it just doesn't seem fair or right that you would be exclusively in a relationship with someone who just isn't in love with you. And if it were me at this point, old, wise, charming, interesting, <laughs> a tea drinker, I would say, I would yeah. not put up with it. I would just say, I love you. And if they said nothing else, I would be like, great. If you don't want to be around me that way, I'm not going to be around you that way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I think so. If he doesn't say I love you back, it's over. I just don't know how much more time do you need to figure right. this out. Right. If the person is hell bent on moving, right, or or rather is hell bent on insisting they don't have a connection. Yeah. Right. Like that's the part that's weird. It's like, okay, you you were like, okay, I'm moving. We're gonna be casual. Oh wait, I'm not moving. Let's continue to see each other and be exclusive because there's a pandemic and we can't see anybody else. But. Like, We're not in a relationship. I think it's cool to tamp down your feelings for the first couple months of a relationship. I think that's probably healthy to just really <laughs> try to see it from all sides and see a person at every angle. But after seven months, I feel like, I don't know. What are they getting out of it except just sort of eating their cake and, and having it? And by the way, great if he's honest about it and says he doesn't want a relationship. That's great. But you have, like you said, Naomi and Andy, you have a relationship. Right, in yeah. a relationship. But maybe that's the thing. Maybe the cake eating's good. Yeah. You talking about ass? Yes. Is that, it? Is that what you mean when you say cake? That I is. don't. Yeah, you're in a relationship, and this person. Like that's the thing. Is like I guess to me, what I also want to tell the the writer, like anonymous. Anonymous is not. Your feelings are valid. You're not insane. You're yes. not coming on strong. Yeah. You're not extra. Seven months with a person mm -hmm. who you really like especially to all go through this kind of pandemic shit together, you know, like there've been long-term relationships that have not lasted the pandemic. So it's like, if you guys are getting closer in seven right. months, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not cray. And so say what you feel. I believe it's worth saying it. And I think that, you know, it's also this sense of, you know, let's see to be a little optimistic, maybe you saying it will open the door for them to say it. Meaning yeah. that if they think, well, we already said we weren't going to be exclusive and then no one's really kind of put it out there again, you know, since that co early conversation, 
maybe it's worth saying it because this whole like it's so like honey this is not the gold rush you're not like going away <laughs> to make a start you know like whatever this guy is who's like waiting for that next big gig yeah this is my time right he's not going on the oregon trail right what you're saying? <laughs> yeah it's like not that sense of like you had a gig and it fell through. You and by the way, th it also drives me crazy when people, you can be serious about your career and also be in a relationship. Both yes. things can happen. And I feel like yeah. this guy sounds like someone who is like, no, like you said, no, the gold is waiting for me on the other side. <laughs> and like, no, this is the big move. And I just got to get this job. I just got to get this job course line style. And then but there's no job you're going to right now. Right. Am I remembering? Right. That? No, there is no job. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. I think that's the puzzling part is that there well, is nothing. But there are Where people who going? imagine their life a certain way. Yeah. And so let's say they live in, I don't know, a tiny town in Iowa and the other and the guy was taking a job in a bigger town in Iowa <laughs> or in New York City or whatever. And they're going there to make a life. I want to move to New York and I want to date a New Yorker and I want to <laughs> go to brunch. And that's what I want to do. And what I don't want to do is go to a, I'll, I'm here. So I don't mind going apple picking. But that doesn't fit in with how I imagine my life to be. And in the meantime, I've met this person, and this person's terrific. But I want to go to the big city and try that. So I'm just going to keep telling this person, I love hanging out with you, but I'm just reminding you, like, when this is over, I'm taking off. Because I don't want to be tethered to this life. Because I want – I – Owe it to myself to try this thing that I want to try. Well, then you should but, have ended it five months ago. Exactly, and you should say that. You well, I don't say think it that's like that. true, though. I think if we if we don't know the other side, and if that person has been honest through the whole relationship, then there is nothing wrong with that. I do, I think where you have a problem is when people are not honest. I agree, but don't you think at a certain point he knows how this other person feels? Yes, but they're, sort of like they're not you, responsible you... for their feelings if they're constantly telling. If they keep, if they've only said it once, I or twice, I agree mm -hmm. with you because there's nothing worse than a, a someone who's your partner pretending not to be your partner. It's no better than somebody not admitting that your boyfriend or your girlfriend and just continuing to behave in that manner. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's an awful feeling, but. There are people who are incredibly honest and really mean it, mean it, and they have attachment issues or whatever it is, and they say, this is what I can do. Mm -hmm. And I'm just reminding you, this is what I can do. And of course, people are going to get feelings and get their feelings hurt in that situation. And that leaves, leads to your deep desire, which I think is admirable and romantic and sweet, to say to this person, I love you. I don't know what to tell you, but I love you. It's bursting out of me. I want to tell you that I love you. But there is a chance, depending on however that person is, and I, and I think it's, you might be precipitating an end mm. that was possibly coming anyway, but that person may not receive that the way that you want them to. But if it is your truth and the thing that you want to do and it's, seeping out of your skin i mean i'm sure they probably know anyway but i can't imagine that you should regret in life telling somebody that you love them if you do but there is a chance that that person does not want to take that on and if this person has been throughout i don't i i can't remember if they were this specific in the letter at this point because i don't think they were but if this person has time and again repeated to you 
I don't, I'm good with where we are. I'm good with where we are. Then you just have to know that that's probably the response you're going to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about build him a gaming computer? <laughs> That'll keep that's him. That's the key to a man's heart. If only, if only <laughs> this guy had a gaming computer. He'd stay yeah. put. He'd stay put. He wouldn't need to be planning for the big city. The I world do, could come to him. I do think, I feel, I do feel for the letter writer because I think that is a tough feeling to know. If you say I love you to this person, just don't expect them to say it back. That's all I would say. Ugh, that's, I, don't think, I don't think that's coming. That's and so. But take the chance anyway. Well, if you feel you must. Right. I'm saying way, maybe that to. will be and maybe that will be a speedier way for you to take care of yourself after like I, I think you what you said about precipitating the ending is that yeah I think there is something to saying it and if you don't get the response back you can start easing out and if you do then that's wonderful yeah Ugh. Ugh. meeting people's terrible it just is. Well, this is. It, I mean, it is. It's like why so hard. Ever, why ever be in a relationship, really? You <laughs> know what? I hear you, Mom. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe honestly, the gaming computer guy doesn't sound so bad. He'd never break your heart. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> He'll never break your heart. You know exactly what to expect with him. That's for sure. And by the way, if you ever get in a fight, you could just throw the con- video controller at him, and he'll be all good. Yeah, it just. <laughs> Oh, just put a hammer, put a hammer through his monitor. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, this is a real easy one, I think. Yeah, last quickie. Okay, yeah. Tracy from Gmail, end of September. Hi, Naomi and Andy. My husband just informed me that he wants to go to the movies oh. during the pandemic. I told him I'm not comfortable with that level of anxiety. I would have, I'm, I'm I not- would. I'm not a level of anxiety I would have if he went to the movies. So he asked if I'd be upset if he went. And the answer is yes. <laughs> I'm baffled that he and I are not on the same page about this. And we've been on relatively the same page about safety measures throughout the pandemic so far. I know that his judgment is affected because they're releasing a new special edition of a movie he loves for just one day. Oh, and he doesn't want to miss it. Was this uh was he like a real film? Film buff is a uh, Citizen Kane. Uh, yeah, what could even be? A re-release for a man? day? Oh, Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> what? What oh. is it? Uh, what could it even rats? be? Mole rats. <laughs> <laughs> um, but judging by everything I've read online, going to the movies right now is just about the worst thing you can do. Yes. Uh, plus, we live in New York. New York. Oh. And the theaters aren't even open here for good reason. So he legitimately wants to go to New Jersey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm struggling to find a way to talk to him about this without bombarding him with articles on the topic and without going on a tirade of how I hate capitalism and how people are being taken advantage of during these difficult times. Do you guys have any thoughts about how to approach an issue like this? Thank you for your wonderful podcast and for making wonderful quarantine content. Couples therapy during quarantine brings me life. Love it. Nice. Now, what do we say? Rana, how do you shut this down immediately? I think you just have to say, I'm sorry. I know this is really disappointing. I do. But people are making all kinds of sacrifices right now. I can't work in my office. I can't see my sister. I can't whatever it is. And... 
I know how important this is to you, and I, I wish that I could grant the grant you this wish, <laughs> but I truly feel that you are putting both of our lives in danger by doing this thing, and I just think you're going to have to wait to see it next year. I do. And if that's not something that you want to do, then that's fine. You can go check. You can go to the movie, and then I will ask that you please, and I mean this, check yourself into a hotel. Yep. For <laughs> ten days. Yep. And you can find your own meals, and you can do whatever you need to do. And I will see you at the end of these ten days. Because what I don't want to do, if this is really a once in a lifetime thing that you feel that you can't live without, far be it for me to keep you from that. But I will see you in ten days. If that's the, if that's the case. Yep. You yeah. don't mean that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, what if I, no. Yeah. Well, how about no? Yep. I'm yeah. with you on no. that. I'm like, does he have 14 day Airbnb money? Yeah. You know, you know, that is a household and yeah. that's what he going to need. The cost of your movie ticket plus yeah. 14 days of Airbnb. You know, it's worth it, it to see it the a- re-release of Krippendorf's tribe. <laughs> <laughs> is Try. is it worth two thousand dollars to you to see right. Mr. Holland's opus? <laughs> Whatever it is, you know. And if it is actually, and you have to, you have to. If you if you make this offer to him, you have to mean it. Yeah. So if it is, I really re- I respect that, but I will see you in ten days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think I think because I said so with Diane Keaton and Mandy Morkin ways. I don't think you need to rush out there. But wait, I will wait, say it's because I said so. But I also yeah, would say this. Exa- you're he, right. You're right, Amy, actually. But if he go- wants to wear an N95 mask and he wants to agree to take all of his clothes off when he gets home and take a shower outside under the hose and da da da. I mean, <laughs> no, but I mean. I don't want him to go to the movies. I mostly don't want him to go to the movies in New York because I don't want him to get bed bugs on his clothes. But because oh, no. I can only imagine that the rats have taken over all the theaters. Ew. <laughs> in New York? Oh, my God. Like, you ever like, been um, to a movie Redland. in New York? No, I, I think you're right. I think oh, the rats just imagine Do not yeah. put your feet on the floor in a movie theater in New York. I mean, oh. if you go to New- the movies in New York, it's like going to the movies in Nim. <laughs> I mean, it is truly you are just you are there at their theater to see their showing honey i bring i used to bring my own spray i also there's a website it was called bedbugregistry.com yeah. oh i'm familiar <laughs> and you I can see not. what movie theaters oh, like yeah. how recently you know they had, had or something and i said honey you ain't getting me on 42nd street no. you're not getting me don't go to kip's bay don't go to kip's bay and don't go to the what's the one at uh, Union Square? Oh, Regal. Yeah, Regal. Regal. Don't go to the Regal in Union Square. But this guy's going to the Film Forum. This movie's at the Film Forum. Or oh, but in Hoboken, in New like he's going to Hoboken. Oh, he though. he wants to go to New Jersey. Gosh, he has to go to Jersey. I know people who have gone to see movies in Orange County from LA. I guess there's a theater there. Yeah. And they go at an awkward time, and the three people I know who have gone, they've been the only ones in the theater. What are they showing in Orange County? Like the Dinesh D'Souza films? And like people <laughs> saw Tenet. Is that right? Oh, yeah. yes. And then someone else, there was a screening. It's like a special screening of something. But why can't he get like a coveralls from the paint store that goes over his clothes? If he doesn't mind being that guy, why doesn't he get a suit and zip it up and get an N95 mask and go sit in the movie theater? But he can't eat popcorn and he can't drink anything. And I mean, 
Honestly. I would got a hazmat suit that has an inbuilt popcorn thing in it. (laughs) So you can pull your hands out. Like, you know when you're cold and it's the winter and you like pull your hands in the sleeves and put them in the That's honestly one of my favorite feelings. Yes. (laughs) It's great. So, but there's a little popcorn thing in there. So you you come in with the popcorn. Yep. You make it at home. You come in with it. And then you can eat it in the hazmat suit while you sure. watch the film. But Let also it... genitals cut out. <laughs> genitals cut uh, out. And also you have to share to the popcorn with the rat. The theater. Right. Exactly. That's the problem. So, it's, so the, wait. it's a re-release of Linda Lovelace and something else. So. Genitals cut out, but also there's a hole in the bottom of the popcorn tub then. Oh, okay, but okay, okay. Double. What about if he's... What about And then though, this guy steals focus from the entire film. Right. And right, all everyone right. is like, you are the new Mr. Bean. <laughs> They're so stoked on it. But what if she said to him, actually, well, why don't you present me with a plan? If you want if you want to go, I understand that you want to go. How do you want to do it? How do you envision this happening? Well, I'm going to take the path train to New Jersey. Nope. Okay. Bye. Nope. That's already you know. Exactly. Okay. Then what happens? Uh-huh. So then I'm going to going to change trains in Newark. So I'm going to go through the train station. No public transportation, uh-huh. but also don't take uh-huh. an Uber. She yeah. can't go, I he feel can't. like. Yes. And yeah. I have to say, yeah. we we had Paul Shear on a, a while ago on the podcast. Yes. But he said something that he and his wife yes. sort of decided one thing we are always going to be on the same page about, it was something like this, is yes. our health and safety. We're yeah. just not going to give and take with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. It just has mm-hmm. to be a constant. And I think what he said also was if the if something makes the other person afraid for or their safety ups- and their upset health. Or yes. Was there, yes, for their health and safety. Then it's not negotiable. That the Even other, when it's the, annoying. The partner has to just agree that it's always more important to me to make sure that you feel safe and cared for. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's but if you don't want to sound like a shrew, you say, present, <laughs> me, with a, present me with a plan. Uh huh. Yeah. Wait, that's less yeah. shrewish. If and I then, ask you to give me a PowerPoint presentation, yeah, it I, is. Because I think it, it is. Put the onus on him. Uh-huh. You tell me uh-huh. how you're planning on doing this instead of me telling you you can't. And then yeah. as he goes through the steps, he starts to see. Oh, well. Okay. And now, should we ta- fax this to Doctor Fauci now? Do you think he'd approve <laughs> this plan? You know, it's just. Yeah. All these men and children is what we're learning in quarantine. Oh, my God, yes. I mean, they cannot really, stand to be inconvenienced for half each, a second. Each question is like, I'm dating a teenage boy. <laughs> right. yeah. I have a child with a teenage boy, and is. I don't know. Honestly, oh, these que- almost all of these questions are like that. Yeah. It's like it's Well, gaming. because everyone has become like a teenager in quarantine because you basically feel like you live at home with you. It's the same feeling of being in high school and waiting to go to college. So you feel like you live at home and you're waiting for life to start. Mm-hmm. And when I get out of here, this is the life I'm going to, when I move to Dubuque. Sure, 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 sure. This is the life I imagine for yourself instead of accepting the reality of the terms that you're living under. And part of that is survivalist, that we all, of course, we have to have fantasies and ideas and whatever. Brian and I talk about where we're going to take trips all the time. Mm-hmm. And we will take those trips, but we have no idea when. So Lana has the a meantime, lot of points on a lot of different cars. I do. So I have she's over, well over 2 million miles on See? my uh, Oh, my God. The yeah. world but, is your oyster. But yeah. I don't like to spam them. Yeah, you do sort of. <laughs> uh, you do sort it's of true. No, I never pay for airfare ever. Yeah. Ever, wow. ever. But I don't, pay, that, I don't spend them on hotels. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I need to do it. I got a JetBlue credit card because I was going, I was using Honey. I was doing that Burbank oh, to JFK. Oh, because your mom's in time. New York and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so you I was doing there. that a lot. And I was like, got to get that JetBlue card. Got to get my points. And then we had a pandemic. And I'm like, God damn it. Luckily, they don't expire. But I was really I trying know. to make something happen. I was like really seeing myself sure. getting a like free trip by the sure. end of this year. <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, but you still will. me, I understand. I don't spend as much, you know, like I was like, I mean, I use it whenever we order it. Yeah, but not as many, you know, I am spending not a lot, but on shit. I never would have spent money on before. Yeah. Like I'm obsessed with the Vermont country store.com and I'll go on there. (laughs) I'll fill up my cart. I'll usually only end up getting like one thing every other week, maybe not even one every three weeks, but it is garbage, the stuff I'm getting. And it comes and I'm like, I am seeing my future alone in a what house. What are you buying from the Vermont Country Store? I bought a reindeer. <laughs> I bought a reindeer that looks old fashioned <laughs> with <laughs> for Christmas when it comes. Uh, yeah, but like, what is it though? Like a, it's like just a, like a little like it sculpture? Has a, it has like felty skin. It looks like the 40s. And it's, how, how big? How big is it, Brian? Because I don't remember approving that for uh, installation. Of the oh, Rana, no, that's going to be a big surprise when you see the carriage house next. Yes, I'm not. I'm looking getting those to Christmas in the carriage. House. I got. They still sell those Christmas lights that are full of lead, the old fashioned. Ones. <laughs> yeah. I got a few of those things, so it's going to be great. Christmas I got in some moss. Or, yeah, Christmas yeah. in the carriage house. Yeah. Did you get yeah. some of those uh, clocks with the glow and dark, glow in the dark radium dials on them? <laughs> I did. I got a lot of bubble lights, and I got a lot of um, that Mosser gorgeous glassware that is sort of um, looks like a doily, but it's glass. What? In red and green like and blue. A doily, but it's this, glass. This sounds terrible. How? How dare you name it? <laughs> the way you're just—it's a—it looks like a doily, but it's glass, and it's okay. red and green. You know what? Yeah, You're you gotta show. I need Share a link because I don't know. Share yeah. screen. Because I don't know. What, what other sites have you been on? Well, I'm always on Sur La Tabla, even though I don't. Yeah. Or Sur La Tabla, whatever they say. Even though yeah. I don't. Um... I was very upset they closed almost all of their stores. And I spent a lot of time. I, I find it very relaxing to be in there. I thought yeah, it would be more But I don't buy Sonoma. anything. Yes, and Williams Sonoma. I go on there a lot too. I don't ever really buy anything, but I like going on. Sur La Tabla is more for the cook than William mm. Sonoma. They okay. have all kinds mm-hmm. of small tools and supplies and accessories that you don't really get at William Sonoma. And William Sonoma, since the pandemic, has is lower on supplies because a lot of their stuff comes from China. Okay. I know Sir Latab, the one that was in like um near Columbus Circle, they offered classes. Like I know they would do cooking classes yes. there. Yes, and knife skills and that sort of thing. Knife okay, you ready? Yeah. Knife? Oh yeah, they do. Chop fast. So you yeah. chop fast. That's where Uma Thurma went before uh, Kill Bill. <laughs> it is. See what I put up with. It is. <laughs> okay, look, this is a Mosser. Are you You're sharing? not gonna like them. Let's say it. Okay, I'm click so you, nervous. Vermont Country Store. Honey, it's... you have got to go. Just start going on the Vermont Country oh, Store because it is wild. A candy I... dish. That oh. sort of thing. Okay, that's oh. nothing like a doily. <laughs> oh, no, I understand what he's saying, though, about the pattern. Let me explain oh. something to you, Brian. When I went to Walt Disneyland, is that where I went? Liz, Disney, Walt Disneyland? No one calls it that one. 
well, I went to Disneyland. I was the guest of a very exclusive person. I can't get into it. This is when I ran into Andy Garcia at Club 33. and he was Yeah, this is when you went to Club 33. And you said you wouldn't take me, but anyway. Well, I didn't want to go again. Oh. But, I mean, I also probably wouldn't take you. But in any event, they, <laughs> they, the other thing I had was a private tour on the train, the Lily Bell which Walt Disney built a private railroad and they named it after his wife. Anyway, she was very interested in cranberry glass. That was her thing. The train was mm. decorated as though it was a New Orleans look. Got it. And she was very into cranberry glass. So you would have enjoyed that. So if the pandemic does ever end, I'll take you to 33 and we'll go on the Lily Bell and you can try and put some of that cranberry glass in your pocket. Oh, <laughs> can we guess it. who you were the guest of? Sure. Yes, I'm I'd not love to tell you. Uh, Bill Maher. <laughs> you know. Does that ring a bell, Ron? That's almost as insulting as Adam O'Byrne. Oh, I dropped my microphone. Adam O'Byrne, who was our producer on Ask Rana with Ron and Brian, said to me the other day, I offered him a glass of white wine. And he said, oh, but if it's Chardonnay, I don't want it. And I said, what? <laughs> well, if it's Chardonnay, I said, I can't remember the last time I was so insulted <laughs> that you think I would offer you a Chardonnay. What's and wrong with Chardonnay? Disgusting. And uh, he yep. said, "Oh, it is." And he, well, I hate Chardonnay. I despise Chardonnay. Wow. By the ABC Club, anything but Chardonnay Club. I wow, love, I didn't know this was a thing. I love a Sauvignon Blanc. A Sancerre is my favorite if I'm having white. White's in. And I was so disappointed in him that that's what he thought of me. Yeah. And that is how I feel in this moment. The Bill Maher, the Bill Maher is Bill the Maher. Chardonnay of celebrity <laughs> mentions. He is. Look how bad my lighting got as we went on uh, here. But what can you do? I was thinking you guys were really staying nice and yes, even. And we, we are. have become like, and like, we're like ghosts in a gauzy no, film. I'm, no, we're I'm, like on a Commodore 64 at this point. I'm in a, I'm in a cave A homemade one? Point. Yeah, a, a homemade. Oh, Wait, I really want to show you guys the, the other thing I got. Like, you guys, the episode is definitely over. Okay. Oh, so yeah. I feel like we're, like, just having fun. Yeah. Rana, Brian, thank you so much for joining us for this special quarantine question quorum. quorum. Quarantine question quorum. Thank you. you so much. And I hope if people even enjoyed an ounce of this, that they'll go listen to Asha, which comes out on Tuesday. Same day as this. Quite honestly, literally, your podcast is the only Double podcast feature. I listen to. The only one I talk about. These listeners know. The listeners know. I you guys never, have gotten me through choir, quite I have honestly. never been more flattered than to hear something. But like will that. you guys please go on VermontCountryStore.com later? All right, but what are we, what are we looking up? Oh, I, well, I couldn't. We'll on. see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 